0: do i sound okay to you yeah you sound fine okay I you, sound just, fine. Want to involved. you just
1: want to be included <laughs>
0: all
1: right i mean this is all being recorded right now so <laughs> we'll just throw this in
0: hi ariel shot <laughs> do you need a theme song
1: he has one i made a theme song
0: oh what is it
1: do you want me, you want me to play it yeah uh ready? how's it go It goes like
0: this, what? At some point, you gotta decide for yourself. can't let nobody make that decision for you.
1: You wanna win by one point or fucking 30 points, Casey? You know your mom's
0: tits, they're fake, totally fake. She made one bad decision at 19. Two bad decisions.
1: All right, that's as good a place as any to start start this podcast, which is uh, the first Aerial Shot podcast. Maybe there'll be more the way it's going so far, maybe not. Uh, so last week, I think let's get to the beginning. Last week, A24 list was released by Vulture, uh, and it was written by Nate Jones, and Jake and I had some opinions on it. Uh even. not see them. We, oh, this is Jake Richards, by the way. I'm Greg Gottfried. Uh That's and, true. We appreciated the list, which ranked, how many? The top, well, all 113 A24 movies. Uh, and we've both seen not all of them. And we decided to make our own lists because that's that's what movies are for, to rank and pit against one another. That's true. That's science. Do you have any takes on the list that you wanted to get out there before we get into our uh, Immediately,
0: uh, my first... Uh, gut reaction was that Hereditary is entirely too high. That's mm-hmm. a bad movie. I don't know why it gets so much love. It makes no sense to me. Um, and Marcel was too low. Well,
1: Hereditary was the number one movie on the list, which was ludicrous. Bold. I mean, I like Hereditary more than you, but it's not even in my top 10. Uh, I didn't yeah. even like it. And Marcel was at 42. Uh, which was a move, quite something, because uh, we, the idea that there's 41 days. movies better than that—that's just and, and all made by A24, like just unrealistic. And one of them, Spring Breakers. Yeah, really. And since we're two men with a pod, with a podcast right now, uh, we're going to reference Letterbox because those all go together. And yeah, two men with two men
0: with uh, with newsletters who are doing a podcast. Yeah,
1: just real. A white activity here. Of ourselves, and uh, Marcel the Shell, I think you gave five stars, right? Oh, had to. A movie that I've been trying to tell everyone to see, and very few have. But you and and your fiance, I was about to say girlfriend, fiance Erica, uh, both greatly enjoyed it. Yes, we went and saw it with uh, her sister, and then her sister's boyfriend, and they
0: also loved it. Charming as hell, motion picture.
1: Yeah. Uh. All right, let's, let, let's get into the list then. I'm trying let's to do get it. What I have to let's say talk. about it. Let's I mean, talk film. We'll, we'll get into some of my opinions. I agree with the Marcel the Shell thing. That's going to be on my list somewhere. Um, there are a few others that bothered me. Everything, everywhere, all at once was definitely not high enough.
0: Not even um, close.
1: But let's, I think the best way, we made a list of 20 each, but because we don't want to have a podcast for three hours, we're just going to do our top 10s, but maybe we read out our 20s to 11s, just just for the people to know that.
0: Um, yeah, sure. Just to be on record, because that's yeah. obviously important to the listeners. It's critical. The and, listener.
1: Yeah. Which is America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my mom will listen to this, and maybe someone will accidentally start it and be like, oh, there are two guys talking about movies. I'll listen Hi, to them. Hi, Karen. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you do, give, give me your 20 to 11.
0: Okay, by 2211. So I've only actually seen 20 A24 movies. You could argue that, that makes me unqualified to make a list, but I already made it. So, yeah. no, I mean, uh, the point of list making is to not know what you're making a list about. That's absolutely. And I honestly feel pretty good about this list. So I had Spring Breakers at 20, because that's, I mean, is that the worst movie you've ever seen? No, but it's the worst A24 movie I've ever seen. Which, oh, uh, when, 19. When I have by yeah. the way, Spring Breakers, not on my list well you haven't seen it so that makes sense yeah uh hereditary uh i had 19 i didn't like it uh wasn't scary plot was all over the place silver lake under the silver lake i had it 18 uh i could say the exact same thing plot was all over the place i very stylish though which i has over hereditary Mm. uh 17 i had swiss army man fine movie like a like a b Minus D- maybe. Yeah, not, uh not- Locke, which was fine, but he's in a car the whole time.
1: Mm.
0: Uh 15, I had Disaster Artist, which I think is the I think that's the lowest movie where I would say I liked it. Uh, because I did like that movie. 14. I had yeah. Saint Maud, which what an ending, uh, but real slow <laughs> burn up till that point. Uh 13, I had Uncut Gems, which gave me a panic attack for two hours. Uh 12, killing of a sacred deer, which is uh, inexplicable. You just, I feel like you just need to see that movie. Yep. And then Eleven I had Room, which felt too low to have room honestly, but I like all the other ones better. So yeah, and that's we are. Not The Room. Very different movie. Yes. Just Room. The one that um, uh, the little boy, what's, this, what's that kid's name? Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. He's in it.
1: Yep. And Brie Larson won the Oscar for it. And True. then he's been demoted to youtube and marvel movies and car ads so it's been a bit of a bummer on her side but she had one good run i guess uh i'll give my 20 number 20 to 11 and 20 is first cow a movie i don't you, you haven't seen but i haven't seen i heard good things very good uh it's a slow burn um movie about a cow um, you know you got to see it if you want to know more 19 come on come on which came out recently uh that's a joaquin phoenix movie really really good really sweet a little too saccharine for my taste but still really good uh killing the sacred deer i liked it more than you i have it at 18 just because i've seen more A twenty four movies i think my number was 53 so yeah that's what i'm doing with my time it's a good uh, movie 17 eighth grade uh bo burnham's uh first movie and it's it's exhausting but it's really good uh 16 uncut gems 15, Hereditary. 14, Minari, which I was kind of surprised it didn't make the top 10. But I think that just goes to show you how good A24 is. Uh, 13, A Ghost Story, which I do think you need to see at some point. Uh, 12, Under the Silver Lake, which I love Under the Silver Lake. Uh, (laughs) It's just a mess, and it's nuts. And it's Andrew Garfield giving my favorite performance from him. And then 11, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, just missing the top 10 for me. But I've seen it twice already this year, so definitely a fan. It's a great movie and uh I mean
0: under the silver lake's very stylish like the cinematography is very good. Yeah. I just like didn't think the plot
1: made a lot of sense. I agree but I almost didn't care. It was one of those like It was a, it was a story of vignettes basically and I was enjoying the vignettes so much that I was into it. Uh That's fair. I think I need uh I think I, I really got to like the
0: vignettes and yeah. I didn't like the vignettes that much.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I was just—it it came at the right time, you know. I wanted a weird movie. I saw a weird movie, uh, so I guess we'll just jump right into the top ten. I'm sure I'll put some sound clips in here, you know, to balance balance it out a little. If not, don't hold that against me, people listening. Um, we'll go back and forth, I guess. Do you want? That me works to start? for me. You want me to start, or you want to go? Uh,
0: I can start.
1: Okay. And then what if I I can start,
0: and then you can say where you had that movie ranked if you have it ranked.
1: Okay, that works for me.
0: So I had Midsummer at ten, and I know you love that movie. I thought it was very good. Um, it just, uh, and it's it's an excellent movie. I just, it wasn't particularly scary, which I don't know that it necessarily needed to be. Um, but there was just, I don't know, it kind of drags at certain points, especially early in the early parts. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of interesting things going on with that, like white supremacist cult. Uh, the dynamic between uh, the two main characters is really interesting where he's just this, like... He's a he's a shitty boyfriend, but not in a way that you usually see yeah. in movies. Usually, shitty boyfriends are very over-the-top shitty. He's like kind of like yeah. a slowly undermines her kind of shitty, uh, which I thought was very unique. I thought it was a very good movie. I just like these other nine movies more.
1: That's fair. It's... So I guess I'll just get to it. It's my number one movie. It's my favorite A24 movie. It was... Very close between that and number two, but I ended up going with Midsummer just because it has a lot of stuff I haven't seen before and I'm just like obsessed with horror movies. And I don't even know, like you you said, it's not even horror, but it's just shock and gore and it's just terrifying and weird. And I saw it a bunch of times in theaters, which probably says a lot about me, Um, I I think three times. Um, And I don't know, Florence Pugh, it's my favorite performance of like the last however many years. I think she's unbelievable in it. And I don't know, I really couldn't recommend it more, except if you don't like scary, weird movies, then please don't watch it. There's definitely no need to.
0: Uh, Yeah, and like William Jackson Harper is amazing in it. Um, The guy who plays Christian's really good. Mm Uh, everybody in the murder cults very good. You know the acting is amazing throughout. It's one of those movies where it's like it's got every little piece of it has some kind of symbolism and meaning. I mean, there's even that whole thing where you see like the sister's face with the gas mask in the trees in the background. It's like that's just. I
1: mean, it's just an unbelievably well put together movie. Yeah, and we're a little mixed on Ari, but I think we both appreciate it. Like Ari Aster just knows how to make something look interesting, look cool, looks, look just like something we haven't seen before. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, to...
0: Hereditary was unique, even if it just absolutely did not work for me. I
1: don't know, something I've like been annoyed with this year is there's just so many movies that look like dog shit, basically, and they all look exactly the same. I mean, basically every Netflix movie looks like it's shot on the same green screen. And A24, I feel like, doesn't really do that at all. And I don't know, I really like Midsummer, So I'll I'll jump into my number 10, which is... Very high on your list. And that's The Green Knight, which is a Dev Patel Arthurian legend movie that's just a banger.
0: Oh, greatest of kings, indulge me in this friendly Christmas game. Let whichever of your knights is boldest of blood and wildest of hearts step forth, take up arms, and try
1: with all. And it's weird as hell. And I wish more people saw it because I feel like it came out Near the end of, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but near the end of the epicenter of it, I guess, and it's just, it just looks amazing. David Lowery as director is just, you know, doing whatever he wants, and I don't know. Where do you have it? Ah, uh, yeah. So I had
0: that at number three. I absolutely adored that movie. It was, it was so interesting because I, I watched it just on like a, a random afternoon, mm. and. Early on, I was like pretty hooked, you know, it's a pretty, pretty captivating opening where you have this like immediately you get the supernatural elements, you immediately get like, oh, this is kind of like I can tell that this sort of Knights of the round table, without that necessarily being confirmed, there's supernatural elements. And then it like in the middle, you, it feels like it's losing the plot. And you're like, what's going on here? Like, this guy's kind of a douche uh like why am I rooting for him like he just keeps messing up he's cowardly he is kind of a loser and the ending really ties it together so perfectly that it makes it really just puts the whole rest of the movie in such a new light like I I don't think I've ever had a movie where I was so unsure on it halfway through it and then ended up loving it so much I don't know if that's ever happened to me
1: before no I'm gonna say I saw that I saw it twice in theaters and the first time I saw it in the middle, I got a little, I wouldn't say bored, but I was like, where are we going with this? Like, what's, what's happening? And, you know, I, I don't know if you were, I was a big, like King Arthur person growing up. Like I read all the books, like I was, you know, that was something I nerded out on. And this was so drastically different than all of those. Cause he's just, you know, a, a basically a, nepo, a nepotism kid, like he's just a piece of shit. And he's just, he's not acting how you would expect, you know, a legend of round table to act he's just kind of a jerk and he's just trying to make ends meet and make himself look good in all, at, at all times and I don't know the second time I saw it it really all clicked into place where it's like oh he's just he's learning how to be a person right now and it's definitely it felt like a 21st century story in this like old-fashioned tale I guess like yeah, yeah I mean, even though you know he's <laughs> it's so far a lot long ago or you know it's a fairy tale basically
0: yeah i mean you know it's it's absolutely uh definitely re- very relatable uh i mean you're kind of watching him yeah like you're you're sort of watching him learn how to be a good person and what that looks like and what that looks like when nobody's around and nobody's watching you because yeah. he's you know there that's that's you know really where the where greatness is kind of shown is when nobody's looking and and so obviously he just keeps stumbling and messing up but at the end of the day you know not to spoil anything but kind of the the fact that he's a douchebag at the beginning is the whole point yeah um and i just yeah it's such an interesting ending and such a good plot twist with the identity of the green
1: knight uh the whole thing is just so good and it's a bit of an open-ended ending i mean i don't want to get into it for people who haven't seen it but it's it tells you what you need to know like it ends yeah and it's satis- like i was satisfied with the ending i wasn't like bummed that it was over i guess it, was, it worked perfectly no yeah i thought the ending was
0: absolutely perfect i would would not have changed anything um yeah there's there's definitely some very weird scenes in it there's some very funny scenes in it yeah it was definitely a lot funnier than i was expecting for like a medieval a24 movie i was definitely not expecting to laugh nearly as much as i did but yeah there's a there's a lot of great performances in it i always forget who that like annoying kid is the one that plays the like oh barry beggar King. the one that plays the 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 like thief kid yeah barry keegan he's in sacred deer
1: uh yes that's game what game i game. He's, he's
0: got one of those faces where you're like i
1: know you it's so punchable it's a punchable face. It is a punchable face. He and looks like a little twerp. He knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, he's great in it, and he's yeah. In, uh, he was in something recently too. He was in. A... He plays a phenomenal twerp, that kid. Oh, he was in a. He's Joker. He's the new Joker. Uh, he's the new Joker. Yeah, he was in the Batman. I mean, if you haven't seen the Batman by now, for anyone out there, he's a, he's in it for like a second, but they're definitely setting him up for the next movie. Oh, so. I have not seen the Batman yet, but. I, I don't care that
0: that's not going to be a huge spoiler for me. That the kid from the Green Knight is the Joker. Yeah.
1: What a what a specifically Letterbox esque spoiler that no one will care about. No, I think I'll be all right. There's I will be alright i think that'll that will ruin the movie for me when I inevitably or eventually see it. All right, let's get to your number nine, which is uh, I think the movie we've quoted the most.
0: Oh <laughs> the yeah, it's. The most. I yeah so no I have the Lighthouse at number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh just a phenomenal picture. So absolutely batshit insane. Yeah. The yeah. weirdest movie I've ever seen. We uh, watched it together. We watched we it. We did.
1: I've seen it before, but we watched it together a few months, semi-recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. Definitely within the year. Yeah. Um and it's really funny to me that Ali hates it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, you know, if you're not somebody who likes unconventional movies, probably not gonna be your cup of tea. Um it's yeah it's such a fascinating there's so much subtext in it that i mean you could write several think pieces i would never recommend anyone write a think piece but you certainly could about the movie guy guy. you love it oh yeah i just i love when love when people just ruin movies you really Uh, are yeah (laughs) uh yeah the brett stevens of movies yeah um but yeah it's there's so much subtext in it there's Every single thing that Willem Dafoe says in it, you could quote. It's just, he, he's an absolute star in it. The fact that he didn't win several Oscars for it yeah. is a travesty to the Academy.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm putting a clip of his Hark speech, right, right here. Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow. Hark! Hark, Triton,
0: hark! Hello, bid our father, the sea king, rise from the depths full, foul in his fury, black waves. Yeah, for four minutes, the whole okay.
1: thing. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing. That's one tenth of the whole episode is just him doing his Hawk speech. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I fucking love the lighthouse. Um, Robert Eggers just, he just goes for it. And uh, he I doesn't love it. was miss. And, I mean, we'll get to his first movie later, but he also just made recently, I forgot the name of the movie, The The Northman, which we saw. And it's not A24. It's, I think it was Focus Feature. It was different. Yeah, Focus Features under Universal. Um, But, I mean, that would be on our list up there if it was an A24 movie. He just makes weird period dramas. Except this one, after seeing his first movie, you'd think he's going to make, like, this dark, stormy scary type of story and it is some of that but it's also really hyster- it's really funny there's, oh it's so funny there's like there's dance there's weird dancing there's weird music cues there's a lot of farting a lot of <laughs> flagellant jokes so much uh, farting uh yeah i mean it's just it's it's exhausting in a good way it's just a lot and yeah a lot of
0: everyone just exactly what you'd expect from two guys on an island for weeks by themselves yeah
1: it's basically summer camp for these two guys that's what summer camp is like
0: sure i mean i don't know what summer camps you were going to but yeah
1: a lot of mermaids a lot of you know just a lot of a lot of lights that you look at and do stuff to
0: a lot of Um, drinking um, turpentine
1: yeah sometimes you're Thursday. uh all right i'll get to my number nine which is the exact opposite of the lighthouse and that is moonlight (laughs) i guess they both have light in the title so i love moonlight i just like some of these other movies more um I mean, Moonlight's... you want to go first since it's up there for you? Yeah, so yeah, I have Moonlight at number one. I
0: just... It's so... It's one of those movies where you're just like... I really feel like every line, every frame, every decision made with that movie is just perfect. Like, all the acting in it's unbelievable. Um, The cinematography is unbelievable. It's such a good, but like subtle way to show this you know this coming of age story I guess you'd call it Mm. um and I just I don't know I I really didn't feel I didn't feel right putting any of anything else above it because I was just like well that's about as close as you get to
1: a perfect movie I think I kind of agree with that but it's just not as I don't know it's not at the top of my mind the way some of these others are I mean it's totally fine with the winning best picture. I, I There's not a bad performance in it. There's not a bad scene in it. I mean, Barry Jenkins knows knows what he's doing. Like, I don't doubt him at all. Tramante Rose, Andre Holland. Um, I mean, Mahershala Ali won his first best supporting actor for it. And that's totally deserved. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's Moonlight. You know, it's one of the best movies in recent history. I yeah, like totally just, it just,
0: he, he has such an ability to make a situation like i have never you know i've never been a uh you know a gay guy who's coming up in and you know kind of discovering his own sexuality and i've you know similar to that like with like if beale street could talk yeah i've never obviously dealt with any of those situations but he has such a way of making those situations relatable to people who haven't experienced them and that's such an unbelievable skill as a filmmaker and he
1: does it without, like, shirking his own ability. Like, he doesn't, like, take away from the story he's trying to tell. Like, he doesn't make it too relatable, almost. He's like, this yeah. is the story I'm telling. And you'll relate to it by, you know, its anxiety and exhaustion and emotion. And, you know, it's, it's, it's somehow both super relatable and also, you know, it's its own story without, you know, being too focused in the present, I guess it's yeah
0: it's great everyone it just his yeah his movies feel so lived in everyone feels so like authentic they feel like real people
1: which you can't say that about everybody yeah and I mean Bill Street Could Talk also great wow, uh unbelievable not A24 but also would have been on this list somewhere if it For was sure. um I'll get to my so that was your number oh that was my number nine your number one so we get to your number eight yes so I would say
0: maybe my whole top 10 was is probably five star movies, but definitely eight and above are all five star movies. Mm-hmm. Uh so my number eight's Marcel Duchamp um, with shoes on, excuse me. Uh gotta say the full title. Of course. Uh I wanna linger I'm a little longer, I'm a little longer here with you. And yeah, it's just such a absolutely charming movie. Um at every performance in it is so heartfelt, which is strange when you're talking about shells with shoes on. Yep. It's one of those things that you know. If it, it feels like it should take more buy-in as a concept than it does, but I don't know. You you kind of immediately just like, oh, okay, this is the world that I'm living in for the next two hours, and you're on board. And everyone, it's it's such a touching story, and there's you know, I've never. I've never thought of sixty minutes as having something with emotional impact, but yeah. you know now I feel differently.
1: Well, it's based on a YouTube series. Were you aware of the YouTube series before the movie came yes, out? Yes,
0: yeah. I uh, I had seen a few of the videos. Uh, Erica is definitely a lot more mm-hmm. um, aware of them. I had seen them when I was a kid, but you know I was a a teenage boy, so I was like, those are dumb.
1: Yeah, I. I it's funny because I I'm sure I watched them growing up. Like they felt familiar, and I definitely saw one or two like no matter where, like, on YouTube or maybe E-bombs, wherever it was. Uh, And, like, maybe, like, two years ago, a friend was just, like, randomly being like, oh, remember Marcel the Shell and showed a video. And then, like, I Googled it, and it's, like, movie coming soon. So that's how I knew about it again. And Jenny Slade is amazing in it. Um, Shoot, what's the name of the person who plays Nana Connie? Um, I had no idea that she was
0: the voice of Marcel until... um... You know, I was looking up the movie on our way there, and I was just looking at the IMDb, and I was like, "Oh my god, Jenny Slate!"
1: Yeah, I, I just had no idea. Um, oh, Isabella Rossellini, that's her name, and she plays uh, the nana, and she's like, "I th- I think she should get an Oscar nomination for it." Like, I oh, I w- I would totally agree. I mean, the like,
0: I was just I was not going into that movie expecting any kind of real human emotion, mm. and you know, for any, I think for anybody who's dealt with, um, you know, a grandparent or a loved one who's struggled with memory loss, uh, you know, the movie hits you a little harder than you're expecting, I think. But it's just a really heartfelt, enjoyable movie. Uh, I wouldn't change anything about it. Uh, un- a wonderful rendition of um, an Eagle song at the very end, which... Mm. Was not expecting that either, but you know, the movie's full of surprises. And we're making
1: it sound more serious than it is. I mean, it's very funny and very cute and very like, feel you know, it feels like a Pixar movie almost. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Pixar, where it's like, it's able to balance, you know, sweetness and also, you know, say something about the world. And it feels like a pandemic movie. I mean, it takes place all in one house. It almost, it's almost like came at the perfect time. I think they started it before the pandemic, at least writing it. Uh, it feels very centered in like you know current day, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. A great movie for fans of Rube, Rube Goldberg machines. Yeah, it's. I mean, basically every other scene takes place in a Rube Goldberg machine of one sort or another. Uh, which more movies should have Rube Goldberg machines? I think. Yeah, just Rube Goldberg would be number three on my list. Just oh, absolutely. Uh, so that's your number eight. My number eight is the Lighthouse, which we've discussed. Uh, so we'll get to your number seven. So yeah, my number seven is Ladybird. You don't have a cell phone? No. Good girl. The government didn't have to put tracking devices on us. We bought them and put them on ourselves.
0: I don't own a tracking device.
1: no, no, no. The cell phones. See? Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, you'll have one eventually. Everyone's gonna have one. And then it'll be a matter of time. Before what? Before they put them in our brains. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which or well, another movie where I was like, I feel like they should be higher, but um yeah, just said
1: uh I'll let you talk about it more since it's dude number two. Yeah, I I mean I'm a Greta Gerwig stan zealot, whatever you want to say. Like I'm totally in the bag for whatever she does. Uh I was before she started her directing career just as a actor. I mean, uh Mistress America, Francis whatever she whatever she does, I'm in. And Lady Bird is like a perfect coming of age story. And Saoirse Ronan is unbelievable in it. The whole supporting cast. I don't know. There's something about it that just feels real and feels lived in as opposed to like a lot of coming of age stories where it feels, I'm trying to think of the word that it is. It's just like vague almost. It, it. But this is so specific in the comedy that it finds and so specific in like the little details that I love. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of the 21st century and it very easily could be my favorite A24 movie. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's... It's unbelievable.
0: And I I think for anybody that's, you know, has ever been a shitty kid uh mm. who annoyed their mom. Uh it's definitely a very relatable movie. Uh th- it starts off so th- <laughs> the, the first scene is such a good I mean it's I'll throw that maybe in the here. best scene of the movie right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, this is what this movie is. This is amazing. Grace of Wrath,
1: right? I think they're listening to the audiobook of the Graves and Wrath of Wrath. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i my favorite uh ladybird anecdote is that i uh quoted it to a guy from sacramento and he got very offended that i said his city didn't have any culture before i explained to him that it was from a movie he didn't get the reference at all there's nothing not even a little bit which i it was in the it was in the elevator of 30 rock i thought he would get the 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 reference but he did not
1: you you would think well look at you spreading a 24 culture around that's me just, I'm sure you're wearing your shirt as well, your A24 shirt. You, you no, I'm like, wearing a Van Gogh shirt. Close enough. Same uh, thing, basically. It's all art. You know? True. Um, can I don't think there's anything else I need to say about this. Uh, Lori
0: Metcalf is a yeah, damn mean, superstar in it.
1: I remember reading, I don't know if it was a profile or like an, uh, a history about Lady Bird, and they were talking about how it's like a true mother daughter story, which you don't get that much of because there's just not that many women directors with this big. Uh, canvas to work on and I'm just glad Gerwig's making movies I mean she's going to star in White Noise coming out this year she has the Barbie movie coming out next year which I cannot wait for because it seems I I wasn't sold on that
0: movie until I started seeing Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling doing press for it and I was like what is this movie
1: apparently it's like inspired by the Truman Show like I think it's going to be out there like I don't it's not going to be like a Lego movie esque. I guess the Lego movie is good, but like you know, where they're just cashing in on like IP. It seems like she has an idea oh, yeah. for it. I mean, she could do whatever she wants after Little woman made so much money and Lady Bird was a success, and she's you know, she's a, a yeah, real she, she's a a star, so she can do whatever she wants. So the fact that she's making this Barbie movie makes me excited for it.
0: But yeah, Lady Bird's amazing. It's so funny. I
1: yeah. there's so many good lines in it. And and it crescendos with a dave matthews band song which not many movies can do you know crap. no i honestly forgot that that is the, the there's a dave matthews band song in it but it's the main song like it's the thing that you know brings it all together that's you know
0: i uh i try to whenever i hear dave matthews i i generally try to forget that i'm hearing dave matthews
1: so that may be the
0: reason <laughs>
1: um all right so that's your number seven we'll get to my number seven, which, oh, it was also on your, yeah, yeah here it is, uh, Ex Machina, which I remember watching, Um, like, I think it was on HBO, like, I didn't, I did not see it in theaters, I think it was on HBO, like, one of those late night, like, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. movies, and I was, like, not able to fall asleep, I think it was, like, in high school or something, maybe co- early college, and I was just, like, I didn't know much about it, I knew Oscar Isaac was in it, I knew the director was someone people liked, Alex Garland, and I was, like, Let's just turn it on, and it's like a perfect. It's like the best episode of Black Mirror, I guess, is the way to describe. It. Like it's AI, artificial intelligence, and it's just it's so fascinating. It has so much to say without going over the top. I don't know. I mean, tell tell me what you think. I mean, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I so I put it at number four. It's just like a you know cool ass sci fi movie. Yeah. Um, there I just feel like there aren't enough like truly good sci fi movies. And this one is sci-fi on such a small scale. I mean, you only have what four characters in the whole movie. Really, only three. There's three main ones. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know everyone in it is awesome. I mean, Domino Gleason uh, plays such a good like easily manipulated man. Oscar Isaac is plays such a good uh, like tech billionaire. Hmm. You know, uh, crazy guy um i forget that actress's name but she plays an unbelievable ai oh Alicia vikander yeah that's her name yeah um and i mean it's just it's such a good movie and it's another one where it's randomly really funny at times there's a lot of it has a lot of interesting things to say about you know the the and a a lot of things cover this especially in sci-fi but that difference between what when AI becomes you know actual life and the difference between human intelligence and artificial intelligence? Uh, the ending is a- absolutely <laughs> wild, yeah, uh, and incredible, and
1: really, ca- really caught me off guard when I saw it. Um, it's, it's like sc- it reminded me of the ending of uh, being John Malkovich, where it's like it's scary almost even though like you're not in that situation, you're just like, oh, you're like stuck, there, you're, you're like, there's nothing you could do, and. Yeah, I mean it's a, a a great ending. Yeah, I mean I I wouldn't
0: necessarily say that I was scared because I I was really just like hell yeah kill these bastards. <laughs> yeah, uh, just I was like rooting for. Her. I was like oh, you sure. know what yeah, yeah, of course. these guys locked you up in this basement and are just you're you're being bored to death by Domino Gleason.
1: I frankly
0: would go on a murderous rampage too.
1: Yeah, and I like that the movie knows that both of the men suck. Like it's oh yeah they're terrible. Like and I feel like I remember some like pushback where it's like oh they're like manipulating her it's like she has all the power in this and she it's like a real I wouldn't say femi- I don't know if it's a feminist statement because she's you know AI I guess it depends on what you think about the ending of the movie um, yeah there's anyone who defines what what's feminist it's a couple of white guys on the yeah, podcast yeah. let's break it down
0: for you yeah man <laughs> playing feminism but uh, but yeah it's it's uh, uh well yeah they're well there it's such a good dichotomy of you know the the classic like like domino gleason is the classic like nice guy where he he yeah. thinks like oh, i'm developing this emotional connection with you um so uh, you know i'm a nice guy and it's like yeah but i mean you kind of have a lot of the same motivations that the douchey guy does there's not really a great amount that's separating you it's just that you're nice you're not not necessarily kind or good you're just nice you're not you're more rude.
1: self-conscious about it almost like the other yeah, guy, yeah. it's the same wants just with different ways to get it, I guess. Exactly, yeah.
0: And, and yeah, it's yeah. just,
1: it's uh, another movie with, you know, a lot of A24s movies like this, but a, lot of, a movie with a lot of subtext. And I think, I think you said like the best part about it is that it's not just straightforward. It's not a straightforward sci-fi. It's like, there's a full dance sequence randomly in the middle. I told you, you're wasting your time talking to her. However, you would not be wasting your time if you were dancing with her. Uh, which is very funny and also like, kind of breaks the movie up in a good way, where it's it, there's some comedy. It's just not, it's not a bland 90 minutes of sci- science fiction. I don't know, that's when I get a little, like I saw, I don't remember the name of the movie, but after Yang this year, and it it felt kind of similar in tone, but just never had anything to really like pin it on like there was it was just kind of here's the sci-fi story without any comedy without any like weird detours and that's what I want in a movie yeah and
0: also the house that they're in I want that house if I was ever a a rich crazy person I would absolutely be a rich crazy person in that
1: house well that's what I'm getting you for your wedding that's your perfect getting you that house I can't wait to go crazy and build a robot in my basement honestly that's that that's where it's all going for you that's that makes sense that, that I, haircut I could, feels like a billionaire that. haircut you know oh
0: don't say that don't ruin my haircut or lack of haircut
1: there's uh, people on a uh, audio medium love hearing about what the people <laughs> <look like. laughs> um blue hair all right so that's my number seven i feel like we're, we're moving along number six for you is green room here we go Uh, Broach? No! No, I'm gonna throw it. Which is not on my list, but a movie I really
0: enjoy. Yeah, I just thought that movie was, uh, it's such an interesting, uh, I guess you'd call it a horror movie, thriller, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I feel like neo-Nazis are a wonderful villain, you know, they're just, they're so irredeemable. They're terrifying. They're now, I guess, everywhere. They're back. Uh, I mean, it's the very 21st century horror movie. Yeah. You know, this is kind of the, for anybody that's not nuts, you know,
1: this is the kind of thing where it's like, okay, this could happen to me. Yeah, there's nothing mystical about it. It's At just, all. It's just a bunch of people stuck in, what is it, like an old bar, basically? Yeah, just uh, a, bunch a bunch of, of Nazis Trying to kill them,
0: yeah. Yeah, and Patrick Stewart Mm -hmm. is in it which is one of those things where you're like is that patrick stewart and he's so scary in it yeah he's terrifying i did not know like obviously you think of him as from i watched star trek a lot with my mom when i was a kid and so i think of him as jean-luc picard Mm. but it's just
1: so weird to see him in that role because you're like why are you scary he's not supposed to be scary legitimately terrifying oh he's terrifying yeah no he's He's great. The movie, I mean, it's like a pretty stacked indie cast. I feel like let me let me find a lot it. Of, some awesome action sequences in that movie. Yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, I Anton Yelchin, who actually who was in Thoroughbreds, and he passed away, but he was he's great in it. Imogen Poots, Elias Shawcat. like it's like a from uh, Arrested Development, Elias Shawkat. It's just a a list of people that are like good at acting. Yeah, good the good at acting. Like they're not like you know huge movie stars, but it's. Just a solid B plus A minus action thriller, I feel like. Yeah. I I would
0: recommend anybody see Green Room if they haven't seen it. Because I know not a, lot, not a lot of people have seen that movie. Yeah. And it's, it's I guys definitely guys. want to rewatch it. Probably not with Erica. I don't think she'd enjoy it. No, she would,
1: she would not. <laughs> she'd be she'd be like, is that Patrick Stewart? And then be like, oh no, what is he doing? And yeah. was- <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it would ruin Patrick Stewart for her. Yeah. Um, I'll jump in for number, my number six, and that's, I oh, hope I just ruined my Google Doc, one second. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which is a pretty good movie that we both enjoy. Um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I so I had that one at number two. Yeah. It's my um, second favorite movie of this year so far. I mean, there's plenty of time left, but it's right up there. And it features three, at least four, like, perfect performances oh <laughs> yeah every is, is so good um I'm trying to think there's i mean what's the Wayman? i'm trying to find his real name uh but he's i mean it's an action comedy drama like it's everything it's ever it's literally everything everywhere all at once like what it's trying to do uh Ki who kwan and jamie jamie lee curtis as like the quote-unquote Like villain for a second, and then she's like, you know, it's it's so creative, it's so interesting, it did well in theaters, which is fun, like it actually, people saw it, it made a lot of money, the Daniels, I I hope they do whatever, you know, whatever they want to do because they are insane people, and I'm I'm glad they're making movies.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's like four movies at once, where you have like, the kind of the sci-fi, multi-dimensional stuff, you've got the uh, you know the whole relationship between you know another movie with a really really interesting mother daughter yeah uh, and, relationship yeah and like grandparents mother daughter relationship like how it yeah you know, yeah it's, it genera- yeah off. if you could if you wanted to summarize the movie in two words it would be generational trauma
1: yeah uh, I mean but it's it's also funny it's also uh, like it's also risque like it's it's everything like it's, I don't know how else to describe it yeah
0: and you know we haven't even touched on what I think is maybe the strongest element of the movie, which is the relationship between uh, the two, the main character and then her husband. Yeah. Which is I, when you're watching the movie, it's the first half of it could not be less romantic other than the fact that her husband is a supportive, wonderful guy, not a romantic movie at all. Yeah. And it just, I mean it's got one of the most romantic lines I've ever heard in a movie. It's just absolutely heart-wrenching. I you know you don't it's he's a good dad, he's a good husband, he's just a
1: good guy, you know, everybody needs a wayman in their life. And it's it's interesting how it it's not like it doesn't start off happy. It starts starts off with everyone stuck and by the end they're still kind of stuck. Like nothing really changes at least physically. But mentally, everything changes. You know, it's it's this real interest, and it's also interesting how like the movie only really takes place in one place, an IRS building, with everything else happening around it. It's very grounded for how absurd it is somehow. And like you were saying, it's like four movies at once, but somehow it doesn't feel disjointed. It's all one thing that goes together. Like it's one piece of art that makes sense as what it is. Like with with all the stuff, it could very easily have been turned into a tv show i feel like like they could have made it into a mini series of some sort and it's perfect as a movie
0: yeah it's it's one of those movies where uh you know they could have they definitely could have made it into a miniseries. i think it would have been worse I, oh, you know, 100 um but yeah I, I mean every performance is and it is amazing i have never seen james hong in a movie and been upset about it that's never mm-hmm. happened
1: Uh, every time I see him I'm like oh shit James Hong he's in an insane amount of movies like he is and he's a gem in every single one of them over 350 roles in film television and video games so there you go uh yeah I mean
0: he's he's an absolute rock star I mean everyone in it is so good uh I mean Jamie Lee Curtis has you know she's uh got a special place in my heart Mm -hmm. uh as you know a fellow One Piece fan but uh, and then it, I, uh, I forget the name of the
1: the woman that plays Joy, Stephanie Zhu. I think that's how you say. Yeah, it. she's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, well, apparently it was supposed to be Aquafina. Like that was the original casting,
0: which would oh have. Oh boy, been a that movie. bullet dodge there. Not no no. I mean, I'm not trying to slander Aquafina. She's it's an a, actress.
1: She
0: yeah it's. It's not a movie she would have worked in, I feel like. No, but this, yeah, this movie takes a lot. You know, there's a lot of subtlety. I mean, the movie is so subtle that Ben had no idea that that girl's mentally ill, which
1: is frankly <laughs> amazing. I think that's does, that does more about Ben in the movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Michelle you, I, I think we mentioned her quickly. I mean, give her every award you've ever seen. Like, give her everything. She's- oh, yeah. I mean,
0: there's like four people in this movie that
1: deserve an Oscar. And and it's one of those movies where it couldn't be anyone else too no like is, i i don't know else and
0: yeah the the ingenuity you know the the world building of how the interdimensional travel works
1: is like insanely weird but they explain it in a way where you're like oh okay it's just funny watching this movie it feels like there's like a run on multiverse stuff right now i mean spider-verse did it well um, yeah, but all of the new marvel stuff is a multiverse thing it feels like or at least trying to be a multiverse yeah i haven't seen the doctor strange movie doesn't really make any sense and it's kind of just dumb and this one is dumb but it's dumb for a purpose like it's like everything's silly but like there's still like a heart at the middle of it um it's it's great if you haven't seen it out there you should see it right now like we'll go listen to the end of the podcast and then watch it yes Uh, yeah Don't Don't
0: take your parents to go see it. It's not
1: gonna work out the way you think. They're not gonna get it. You can try, but I don't think it's gonna work. So that's my number six. That's your number two. Oh, you only have one movie left um, for your top five. And that is- I hope she suffers quite a bit before she dies.
0: I just hope her pathetic screams can't be heard from my room. Because I was thinking about having a lie down and I need peace and quiet. I was playing golf and I'm quite tired. The last thing I need is some woman dying slowly and loudly. I can't hear you with all the screaming. We'll talk some other time when it's quieter.
1: We have the same number five, which is adorable. Oh, we do, that's true, that's funny. I didn't even notice that, and that's The Lobster, which is, uh, I'll let you start. It's a a movie, for sure. Yeah,
0: it's uh, another movie with same director as uh killing of a sacred deer and also the favorite which is quite the detour yeah uh but yeah it's it's a it's so good and so weird uh it also does kind of have somewhat of a heart to it where he is you know sort of just this like lost lonely guy who just seems to want some kind of connection and meaning and purpose um but yeah it's it's a deeply strange in a way that's only Yorgos can pull off. Uh, but I I really like it. And I, I know that you're a bit a big Yorgos fan.
1: So I'm I'm sure you have thoughts. I do love Yorgos. It's I think the best way to describe I saw this movie when I was in London. I was taking a film class, as you know, as one does. And they split us up all into different groups of like three or four students. There were like 20 kids in the class, and each one had to go see a different movie in theaters. Um, just and then we'd come back and describe it and talk about it which is a a, a pretty good assignment I would say and at our group got the lobster and we saw it we watched it in theaters we left the theater and then someone I was in class with who I don't know anymore so this is exactly why um, said we all hated that movie right <laughs> we just looked at looked at me looked at the rest of the people it was like we all hated that movie right and I was like I I think I loved it. Like it's one of those movies where you're like almost feel weird recommending it. Like I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to recommend it. Cause it's so odd. It's like, it's about someone who may turn into an animal or like a hotel where people can turn into an animal if they don't find love. It's a perfect like dating app satire in a way. Uh, Cause every, everyone's lying to each other or at least fibbing to each other. And you know, New, the New York dating scene, there's a little bit of that. And it's a comedy. It's dark. It's a bit gory. I mean, it's probably the eighth, the first A24 movie that I saw, and I was like, oh, this is the A24 brand, and it kind of went from there. Because uh, I I had seen Room. I'm trying to think. If there's anything else I'd seen beforehand. I never saw Spring Breakers before that. I think it may be the first A24 movie that I knew was an A24 movie, and then I loved it, and I've seen it multiple times since, and I tell everyone to watch it, even though no one not everyone loves it I guess it's a very divisive movie yeah I I think every single time I've
0: ever walked out of a movie and someone has said we all hated that right they have yeah. been incorrect
1: yeah I and don't think with you mentioned it before with Allie in the lighthouse she said we both hated that right and I was like no that was that was fucking awesome and I literally oh, yeah two nights later again um
0: i went to go see sorry to bother you with my family and my dad walked down and was like we all hated that
1: right and i was like no
0: i think that's gonna be my personality for the next two weeks
1: yeah it's great not big yeah but great um, um yeah but yeah the, colin farrell, we, we mentioned colin farrell rachel vice yeah. john c riley's in it i mean it's just it's a loaded cast it's the dialogue's weird as hell i, I love it sorry we're yeah saying. he's
0: he you know, I don't mean this in any way to disparage him, but he, uh, his dialogue is almost—it's a little like Sorkin-esque, where it's like very direct and yeah, it's a—it's—it's it's only it, you can only people only talk that way in movies, obviously. Like, no one's gonna talk in real life like they would in a Yorgos m- movie. Yeah.
1: It's so straightforward. That's like the perfect yeah, way to Wes
0: Anderson-y too, kind of where it's just—it's very even the dialogue is stylized in a specific way. Yeah, it's very dry unbelievable a really really fun cliffhanger ending where <laughs> you know you could really offer interpretation about which that w- which way that goes i think reasonable people can differ on uh exactly how that movie truly ended yeah
1: um i mean i wrote an aerial shot post about colin farrell who's my favorite actor right now like i don't think there's anyone even close he has the banshees of coming out later this year he's great and after yang even though i didn't love the movie i watched it in bruges again recently which is Maybe my favorite acting performance. He's so good in that movie. It's nuts. Uh yeah. Yeah. The lobster. Great. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie.
0: But yeah, I'm out of movies. Uh, we've we've talked about my number four, which is ex Machina. Number three was Green Knight, two is everything everywhere, one was Moonlight. Um, so yeah, your it looks like the only ones left on yours are two movies I haven't seen.
1: Yeah, so I have number four. I'm surprised you haven't seen number four, actually, which is The Witch, which is Robert Egger's. Yeah, um, I should watch it because I love his other two movies. It's his most serious movie, I would say. Like, not The Northman's... The Lighthouse is such a weird detour for him because it's so, it's more of a comedy than anything else. I feel like. But. Pile to describe the movie as a comedy, but you're kind of right. I don't know. I mean, I think it's more comedy than horror. Like it defies yeah. genre. That movie. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a shit show. Um, it's the lighthouse. But The Witch, starring Anya Taylor Joy, is one of my favorite horror movies ever it's a real slow burn but it it has really interesting dialogue it's like a it's definitely a religious I don't know if satire is the right word but it's you know it pokes fun at religion it's a witch story and it it gets right to it pretty quickly like it is a slow burn and it takes some time to like really get going but it also doesn't not show you what's happening like it, it it's it's fucked up and it's It's really fun. Like, it's just a really interesting, compelling watch.
0: Uh, I think I'll definitely have to watch that the next time Erica's not not in the house.
1: Yeah, it's... It also has... I don't know if it's... It may be my favorite... I don't know, Midsummer's right there. But it's one of my favorite A24 endings. Uh, Like, it it all comes together in such a way where I, I remember, like, almost grinning out of excitement for ha- what they did at the end. Cause you're like, oh, what's where is this going? It could go one of two ways. It could go like the Saint Maud way or it could go a different direction. And it it makes some decisions, I feel like, it makes some choices, which I really like.
0: The Saint Maud way is certainly a way. Yeah. Boy, that does that movie have quite the ending.
1: That may have the best end. That movie is doesn't work for me fully, but that the last literally last second of the movie. Makes it like a great movie. Oh yeah, that added added a star at least. Yeah. Um, so that's my number four, a movie Jake and everyone else should watch. And my number three is maybe I, I'm trying to think. Like, is it a movie you have heard of before? This one? Yeah, for sure. Okay, because uh, I'm not sure how big it is. Because like I don't a lot of people I know don't just haven't seen it. Um, but 20th Century Woman, starring Annette Bening. Uh, Greta Gerwig's in it Um, Elle Fanning's incredible in it Um, Billy Crudup You know it's like this really Interesting cast and it's about Just like a mother and son's relationship And the mother feels like she's losing her son And so she decides to Have her son's friend And her son's Another parental figure I guess Help her raise her son Can I have one? No they're really bad for you you smoke all the time. You know, when I started, they weren't bad for you. They were just stylish, sort of edgy. So it's different for me. It's a very sentimental movie, but it's not like mock-y. Like it's not like mawkish. It like really has something to say and says it with like panache, I guess. I don't know, It's it's really beautiful. The first time I saw it, I think was right before quarantine or early quarantine. And I've seen it multiple times, no, maybe before that. I've seen it multiple times since. And every time I see it, I like get something new from it. Mike Mills is an unbelievable filmmaker. He made Come On, Come On. This is my favorite of his beginners is right up there too, though. Uh, it's great. It's it's a, a really good movie. So Yeah,
0: I, I always like movies that aren't afraid to be sentimental. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds kind of strange to say, but I think we've culturally had such a shift towards like cynicism that sentimentality yeah. is a lot more interesting and brave now.
1: Yeah, but it's not Uh, like overly sentimental where it feels like a Hallmark card, I guess. Like everyone's flawed. It doesn't end with like the happy, like it's not unhappy, but it's not the happiest of notes. It's like, this is how life works, which I feel like Mike Mills likes to do. The whole thing feels like a therapy session, I guess. Um, It's, yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, I will definitely see it at some point, hopefully soon. That'd, That'd be a good one to watch with Erica probably.
1: Yeah, I think she would like that. It's also like, I there was a letterbox review who I to find it
0: She it's so funny we we watched uh, Miss uh, congeniality and w- literally right afterwards she w- was like, where's my phone? I have to post on Letterboxd.
1: hell yeah, she's back. Um, what was that review I, I thought it was so I thought it was like the perfect way to describe uh, Greta Gerwig's character in this movie. Uh, yeah, Greta Gerwig didn't write this so I wasn't sure if I was gonna get the full Gerwig experience. But as soon as she said she was going to be late on rent, I knew I was in the clear. (laughs) It's a real, like, uh, Gerwig. She's playing, you know, the same character from Frances Ha, but that's also one of my top five favorite movies, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, Yeah, those are our lists. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to say. I don't know how to end these things. Uh, Go see No. Go see Nope. Give Jordan Peele more money so he can have a continental breakfast yes and then whatever keegan michael key is doing some some netflix musical probably <laughs> right, that, that, some yeah it. tv show about friends i guess yeah he's in wonka the new Willy wonka movie starring timothy chalamet so. is timothy chalamet wonka yeah it's a wonka origin story the wonka origin story that's what the people are clamoring Why? for, well, ask that's, for that. That.
0: that's what the people want they want origin stories?
1: All right, sure. He's also, I mean, I'll probably go see it if I'm honest. I mean, I'm for sure going to see it, but it doesn't mean it's going to be good. Um, he was in that new Mike Myers TV show, which I never watched. He's Mike an- Myers, the actor or the murderer? The actor. I don't know if he's murdered, but the actor, um, maybe he's a murderer as well, but he doesn't wear a mask. It's that one. Okay, gotcha. Austin Powers. That guy. Austin Powers, yep. Or according to Molly... Uh the cat mat. What you about.
0: <laughs> or according to yeah. to me and you, the Love Guru.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I love the Love Guru. The guru pit cut. Maybe I'll end this uh episode with nine to five from the Love Guru. oh uh, you absolutely should. Right there. Tumble out of bed and a summer to the kitchen, pour
0: myself a cup of ambition and yarn and stretch and try to come to life jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the streets the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from 9 to 5 fucking 9 to 5 Butters-